Hello, you're listening to Artspin on Sim Nation with myself, Christian, this afternoon. And I'm very ha- happy to be joined on the phone right now by Alicia Zekula, who's here to talk to us about this year's Scandinavian Film Festival. Thanks so much for joining us today, Alicia. Thank you very much for having me. So this is the is, is, this is the fourth um, of this running. Yeah, that's right. That really surprised me, actually. Honestly, uh, I think I just realised yesterday just how new this festival was. And you've been yeah. involved. Yeah, and you've been involved um, since the beginning, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. I've been curating it since the first year, and it just started off as, a, as, as an idea that you know, wow, Scandinavia makes so many amazing films. I mean, these are really great films, and you know, we don't get to see hardly any of them. Uh, they're not brought to Australia. You know, they're screened overseas in different festivals and markets but they weren't seeing the light of day here and we thought well let's create a festival to, to really celebrate them and uh, in the first year there were 20,000 admissions nationally and last year there were 30,000 so it's been growing and, and it's been really exciting to see. Wow yeah um, so just oh, first of all would you just clarify for us what, what your role is within, um, within the festival this, this year and yeah I suppose other years as well if it's been the same? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm the festival director, and I select the films. Oh, oh yeah, sure. And, um, mm-hmm. and Palace Cinema is obviously, yeah, very heavily involved um, with the Scandinavian That's Film Festival. Right. Produced by Palace Cinemas, and it screens at our cinemas nationally. Mm. And and you've been working with them for like a long, long time, I believe. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. A <laughs> yeah. long time, yes, eighteen mm. years. <laughs> yeah, since I think, yeah, you, I remember reading, uh, like, in a pre- other, other interview, I think for the first, oh, no, the second year around it, yeah, you, you started, like, you know, making chalk tops when you were 12 and things like oh, that. Oh, that's when I was 12, yeah. yeah no, I've mm. only been in head office for the last 18 years, but that's right, oh, right. I started working in the cinemas when I was 12, making chalk tops and ripping tickets and cleaning mm. cinemas when the credits were rolling and uh, always on the weekends and school holidays, I, I always um, worked at the cinemas, so it was a great way to grow up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure someone like David Stratton would definitely agree with you on that point, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I always got to see those scenes that other people didn't realise were happening at the end of the credits when they've got those sneaky last funny scenes and everyone's left the cinema and I'm there with like a garbage bag and I'm picking up sticky Coke cups that are spilt on the ground and then suddenly there's this scene that I get to see that nobody else saw. I always loved that moment. Oh, right. That's cool. I yeah, I don't know if you've seen like a at least I like personally have seen like more people I think stay around for those, especially with like the Marvel films seem to all sort of be doing it now. So I think like yeah. more people are starting. Now just, probably yeah. they probably hear about them now happening. Well, they know that it's coming probably because of social media. Everyone knows everything instantly, whereas <laughs> you know back then you just didn't know know about these things. <laughs> um, there were more surprises in life in general. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, back to, back to the festival. Um, so, yeah, you, you were telling us about like all, all the submi- the growing number of submissions you've been getting for the festival each year, and um, yeah, yeah, is it like obviously? I would imagine it's hard to like whittle it down. But yeah, you, you ever you know you know like are there any some titles that uh, you know it's just sort of very sorry to see go? Like it's yeah, is it is it hard to let go of a few? Um, or do you? Like always, like this year, for example, would you say like, yes, I'm definitely happy with the selection. Wouldn't have had any other way, or was it? Oh so yeah, definitely. No. I think well, there's 20 films and they're all really solid films. I think it's a really strong lineup. I think even the best lineup so far. And um, I think that you know, Nordic noir is a really strong genre that people really love. So there's always a few of those films in. And this year we've got the Conspiracy of Faith, which I was really excited to get um, because it's the third film 
in a, in a trilogy um, of adaptations that were screened in the previous ones, The Keeper of Lost Causes and The Absent Ones, um, were really big hits in previous festivals. So I would have been really disappointed if I missed out on that, having screened the, the first two. So that was a really good guess. And I, yeah, no, I don't, I haven't really, can't think of anything I've missed out on that I really wanted. It's, you know, really, I was really pursuing everything that I was keen on, and I think it's uh, a really balanced lineup. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, and what would you like? Was was there a particular f- focus for this year? I think just like my my impression, I think like at least the, the titles I could see that are in the lineup this year is like I noticed quite a few thrillers, like for example, which, yeah, yeah, which is always really good. So yeah, and and also you were sort of yeah, obviously like Nordic Noir is fantastic, and it, um with television especially, I'd, I'd say recently it's, it seems to be like growing in popularity. So yeah, how yeah, how, definitely, yeah. And the, regarding thrillers, yeah, you're right, there's um, a really good revenge thriller actually called um, Darkland, and that stars Darcy Lim, who uh, was in the Game of Thrones, so people might recognise him, and that's a really um, a really good film. It's uh, about a, a surgeon who um, loses his brother in like a gangland killing, and he decides to go and find his brother's his killers and, and, and hunt them all down, and it's a really fast-paced, you know, really unique style, and I think that, you know, people will really be blown away by it. Oh, wow. And yeah, was, I'm curious, like, personally, sort of your, like, did you, did you grow up watching a lot, like, a lot of Scandinavian films and TV shows? Like, um, do you even remember, like, the, uh, the first sort of Scandinavian production was that you watched yourself and, and what got you into it? Or has it just always been a passion for you? Yeah, I mean, I grew up watching a lot of foreign language films. I think some of the earlier Scandinavian films that I saw were like Lars von Trier films. There was a trilogy called The Kingdom. Uh, and yeah, I think that was so, there were so many early Scandinavian films that I saw, as, as well as all European films. I think what attracted me to them is just that realism. I think that there's a sense of realism. There's also unpredictability in European films that I find that when you're watching them, you don't know which way they're going to go or how they're going to end. Uh, I really like that non-formulate kind of approach that they seem to have and that's what attracts me to them right yeah i guess that's the that's just the thing a lot of people i suppose maybe are used to like being given or consuming um like hollywood cinema kind of talk about is yeah like that sort of different kind of narrative structure and um i guess like you were talking about unpredictable endings there you know certainly with like the french film festival as well the, you know the thing people often talk about with that is well yeah it's often perceived as like well there's there's no ending like the film ends before the ending there's no like conclusive kind of wrap-up yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think some people out, but I love it. No, it's true, and I think that Hollywood films sometimes, well, a lot of the time, there's a formula and there's, there's star power and there's a, um, the ingredients that all go into it, and it's all about making money and, and a big box office, and I think that European films are approached in a different way, and, uh, you know, I think that really comes through. So I just love the, you know, I find this, it is hard to generalise when we're talking about Nordic cinema mm. because we're talking about a few different countries, but, mm. um, you know, if I, if I was going to generalise, then I would say that the character are generally so well drawn and the scripts are so strong and the directing is so amazing like the quality of the of the talent working on the films is so high um, that this is why so many of the films turn out so well but often when I'm watching film I watch a lot of films for work and when I'm watching Scandinavian films the amount of times that I put one on and it's you know, I just know I'm going to have a good experience that it's going to be a good film, um, which is not always the case when I'm watching other films from other countries, but the Scandinavian films, the strike rate of them being you know, a good film that's worth watching is always really high. Mm, yeah, and, and, and as you said there as well, um, like it's, it is hard to generalise given we're talking about so many different, different countries here. So, um, yeah, what, what would you, for the different um, Nordic countries that are, uh, that are at least represented here in the festival, like what would you say, I guess, kind of like their specialties are? Or maybe, mm, yeah. yeah. 
sure. I mean, I think from Iceland, Iceland's got the smallest population, um, but it always seems to make one really stunning film each year, and this year that film's Heartstone, which is in the festival. Last year it was Sparrows, and they're both coming-of-age stories. Um, not to say that Iceland only makes stunning coming-of-age stories, but it's uh, you know just in the last two years at least. Um, this one's set in the remote fishing uh, village in Iceland where two boys are growing up and realising that they have feelings. One of them has feelings for a girl, a local girl, and his friend is sort of realising that he's having feelings for his friend. And um, and so that's just a really beautiful coming-of-age story. Uh, and I think, you know, Denmark and Sweden being you know, the biggest countries with the biggest populations, they pump out kind of a you know, diverse range of films from, you know, comedies to the thrillers to the Nordic noirs. And I find that Finland makes them quirky kind of comedies, deadpan humour. And Norway, yeah, Norway makes a bit of everything as well. I mean, we've got an amazing, um, you know, epic this year. We've got a drama. So, yeah, Norway makes a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. And, um, and and also just thinking about, like, you know, all these sorts of different stories that are in there is, um, yeah, would you say, like, there's a, like, there's a mixture of, um, like, uh, sort of lighter films and, like, heavier films and kind of you know, different tones as well as sort of in there for the instances to kind of, um, you know, pick according to, like, the yeah. movies that they're in? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We've got, um, well, Small Town Killers from Denmark, and that's a very black comedy, and that's about two men who decide that they need to get rid of their wives, um, and so they hire a hitman to kill them, <laughs> but it, the tables get turned when the, when the wives find out, so that's a really funny black comedy, just to, like, well, I know it doesn't sound that light, but <laughs> to light yeah. up the, um, the thrillers and the, and the Nordic noir, but it is, it is funny. Um, and A Hustler's Diary is our closing night film, and that's also a comedy, and that's about uh, this really lovable um, street criminal who, by day, you know, he's robbing and, and doing that kind of petty crime. But he's also got a bit of heart. He's writing this journal, something his father always told him to do, so he's keeping this diary of his daily life and everything that he does and who all his friends are and what they do. But he accidentally misplaces it, and it falls into the hands of a publishing house who read it and think that it's amazing and they want to make him a big star. So, of course, he's completely conflicted and in trouble because if this gets out, you know, he'll, he'll end up with a bullet in the back of his head because he'd be giving away all of his friends' um, names. It's all, he's used all their real names. So he's, um, it's a really funny, really funny film as he decides what to do. So I think that one will be a fun one to close with. Ah, oh, fantastic. And Owen, the opening film? I'm not sure if you um, yeah, mentioned that so far. So yeah. Was, yeah. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't, I'm saving the best for last. <laughs> um, the yeah. opening night film is an Aki Kurismaki film. He's a Finnish filmmaker. And it's classic Aki Kurismaki. It's got a deadpan, droll humour. And uh, it's very humanistic. And it's, a, it's also you know, a bit topical and relevant. It's about a, a Syrian refugee who stows away in a coal freighter. And he arrives in Finland, you know, looking for asylum and trying to find his sister and facing, you know, some racism and prejudice along the way, but also being befriended by this local restaurateur who takes him in and they become friends. Uh, and so it's a really poignant film that you know, I hope everyone will get to see. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, I have to say, I love the black comedy sort of genre because I was talking about, like, heavier and light, lighter tones kind of, like, earlier on, but I feel like that kind of has the best of both. Like, you know, as you said, it's when, when you're explaining, like, a, 
um, I guess, like the plot line to someone. It's kind of like, you know, depressing, depressing, depressing. And it's a comedy. Like, it's, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, <Definitely>. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, like you were talking about Unpredictable Narrows before there as well. And, you know, when, when the film, like when the story is kind of basically like a string of surprises, as, yeah, like kind of those heist ones like tend to be. Yeah, it's, I know, I, I find that like it really makes you appreciate it, but also, you know, does. Do, do you think sometimes that sometimes makes it a bit, you know, harder to sell, I suppose, because you're basically, you know, asking the audience to just sort of go and give themselves up over to, you know, um, yeah, not knowing what to expect, really, yeah. Um, no, I think, I mean, I hope that people come to the Scandinavian Film Festival to experience something new and different anyway and find something unexpected. So uh, I think that's a selling point, really. <laughs> I don't think it uh, makes it a harder sell. Hopefully not. <laughs> nice, yeah. And um, I was also just curious on something you mentioned a while ago about, um, you know, the whole like, social media now kind of, um, yeah, like giving certain things away and making it sort of like a different, like changing the film landscape. Yeah, like um, audiences coming to something and, you know, expecting something, whether it be like the end credit scene. And what was yeah. it you said before? Like, takes away some of the surprises uh, in life. Yeah, there's, yeah. there are fewer surprises. <laughs> Yeah, um, yes, I suppose, like, how, how important is it, do you think, to, um, uh, like, when you're going in to see a film, just sort of go in, I guess, like, as cold as you possibly can, can get, um, you know, oh, as yeah. as possible, yeah. I mean, for me, that's how I watch films, because often I see them before, you know, they haven't, they haven't been released yet, the reviews haven't been written yet, uh, so, you know, I, I might be sent a link of something I need to see, or see it at a film festival or, or at a market before release, and so I am seeing it completely cold, all I know is the title, and maybe I've chosen to see it because I knew the director or mm. one of the cast members, and I thought, oh yeah, I should see that one, but then, you know, very little else, and I think that that raw experience of film is the best, I think as soon as you start reading reviews and, and seeing what other people are saying about things, you know, it does tend to crowd your own opinion and um, yeah hopefully people will just have a look at the program and see a few things that pique their interest and then and and come along and, and form their own opinion I think it's the best way yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I tend to I definitely agree with you on that. I, I, I tend to just maybe you. Pro- sounds like you do the same, but read you know reviews like after seeing the film rather than before. Um, yeah, yeah, because it is interesting to hear about once you've had sort of once you formulated your own opinion, I suppose, or like had your own sort of reaction to it. You know, hearing well, about other people's, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm always perplexed to see how many plot points are given away in reviews sometimes, too. Yeah. I mean, sometimes reviews, even some of the reviews I've read to, for these films, they're talking about um, things that are happening three-quarters into the film. Mm. And, uh, and you think, gosh, if I knew that when I was watching the film, that would have really taken the drama away from my experience of the film because I didn't actually know that was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it can, really, it can really affect your enjoyment as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess a, a review is, um, because of course, like, Artsman also does reviews. So, yeah, thanks. that's a good tip to keep in mind. But yeah, it's it's kind of meant to, I don't know, give people like a, and I, yeah, and I, sort of a basic idea of it as to, you know, whether it's something, it's meant to make people excited to see it, really. Um, yeah. Not to make them feel as though they have seen it just by reading the review. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Um, well, Thanks so much for um, talking to me today, Alicia. Yeah, but were there any last things you wanted to say about the festival besides, you know, what we're about to say, like when it starts and, of course, all of that? Uh, sure. Maybe I should just mention, because this was confirmed uh, after the program went to print, that we have a director coming out. Her name's Charlotte Sealing, and she is the director of The Man, which stars Farron Melling and Jacob Ofterbo, and uh, 
she's also known for directing various TV series episodes. She's done a few episodes for um, Homeland and The Killing and The Bridge, which are all, you know, really well-known TV series. So I'm sure that people will be excited to know that she's doing some introductions and some Q&As. So check the website for details. Perfect. Ellen, and the website is? Um... Uh, www.scandinavianfilmfestival.com. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, great, and, and yeah, it's in the uh, festivals in Melbourne, of course, but um, yeah, it's also in um, Sydney, Canberra, Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth, and Hobart. That's, that's all of them, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and yeah, it starts very, very soon. Um, 13th Next of July week. to. Yeah, yeah, so exciting, yeah. Um, so in Melbourne, 13th of July to 2nd of August, yes? That's it? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, yeah, thanks so much again, and um, best of luck at the festival and future Scandinavian film festivals as well, of course. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. <laughs> Pleasure. Bye.